right, true believers. It's that time again. We have another episode of our Evergreens. This is episode 30 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I am Jake Dahl, and with me, as always... Hey, everybody. I'm Travis Tate. Thanks for thanks for coming out tonight. Super. Super thanks. Super thanks. <laughs> uh, shout out to my brother who started listening to the show. Yeah. Cody, who called out my Wagstaff Toyota reference, <laughs> which is a, a special thing between us. So Wagstaff. That was right off the freeway, wasn't it? Wagstaff. I don't even know if I knew. I just knew that sweet, sweet song. Mr. Wagstaff himself. Yeah. I'm sure he wrote it. So we made a decision on tonight, right? That's right. And what was it? This was kind of your deal. What did you decide you want to do tonight? I wanted to talk about crazy wrestling gimmicks. Okay. I kind of I kind of took that. I kind of went the way of um, uh, wrestling gimmicks, by and large, that I was kind of embarrassed by. I thought were – actually, one of them isn't. But for the most part, they're uh, wrestling gimmicks that I thought were awful. All right. Most of them are. <laughs> so uh, why don't you kick off our list for us, bud? I don't even know where to start. I guess since we're getting close to, to Christmas time here. <laughs> I'm laughing because you, you were super close to what I'm going to start with. I think I'm going to bring up Santa Claus. Zan- I, I don't know. Do you Zanta remember Santa Claus? I don't know Santa Claus. I want to say it was like early 2000s, somewhere in there. Uh, it was actually, uh, there was a wrestler named Balls Mahoney that was a ECW original. Name. And he portrayed Santa Claus. He was an evil Santa Claus <laughs> that would menace the children who came to the to watch the live events at World Wrestling really? Federation so this, at the time. Was this like a um, like a mask situation, a makeup situation? No, I think the first time he came out, was he was he wearing like full dressed, Santa clue. Was he just Santa dressed suit. as Santa, and then he started acting like an asshole? More or less, but then after that, he he would wear like the Santa hat, and he kind of had a Santa-inspired costume, but he had a black beard, and it, it showed his face and everything. Oh, he was okay. just, he was a villain, a villainous Santa Claus. And, and uh, did, was this a long last, I mean... No, it wasn't very long I was going to say, it probably, did it go past Christmas? I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> if it did, it was a mistake. I mean, it was a mistake that it happened at all, but yeah, it, it wasn't very good. And, and in recent years, you've seen uh, uh, Mick Foley come out dressed as, as Santa Claus. Cause I don't know if you know this about Mick Foley, but Mick Foley actually has a, a big part of his personality based on Santa Claus. He... He really? his house is perpetually deco- decorated oh, in Christmas, like a, like a big Christmas guy. Huge Christmas that, guy. That his is do- he named surprising. his daughter Noel for a reason. Huh. Yeah, he's huge into Christmas. Every year he dresses up as Santa Claus. He goes around to like children's <laughs> hospitals and I mean, he wears dentures and stuff. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I've honestly he takes it very seriously. Ever, I don't think I've ever seen Mick Foley where he has teeth in he actually made a documentary it might still be on netflix i don't know if he made it but somebody made it about people that that are into being santa claus and he's a part of it it's like i am santa (laughs) claus or something like that there's there's quite a few people they feature in it most of them are creeps like there's (laughs) they go to like swingers conventions like santa claus (laughs) swingers and weird stuff like that and a lot of them are perverted, Look, <laughs> to be honest with you. Santa got to get his. Mick Foley's the most normal person on there. I will say that. that that's saying something. 
But there's a little there's a little Christmas uh, trimmings for you. Hey, <laughs> jingle them bells. Jingle them bells all the way. Well, I wanted to, it, it, you know, we kind of we kind of ran parallel a little bit on this since it's close to Thanksgiving. Oh, 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 yeah. You know who I'm going to talk about? What's that? I think I know. I think it's going to be the GG. Yeah, it's the GG. The gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker was. Um, the gobbledygooker it stands out heavily in my memory as the first time re- something in wrestling happened. And I just I, I didn't like it wasn't heel or face. It was just oh this what? sucks. Yeah, uh, what it was was there was a Survivor Series. I don't remember what year it is. I want to say I think around ninety three. No, it was before it that. 90? It was probably no. It's ninety because ninety one ish. No, it's ninety because uh, the thing I read on it, uh, gobbledygooker and. The Undertaker debuted on the same night. Okay, then it was, yeah, it was it was ninety, and uh, there was a giant egg that was in the middle in the arena somewhere for the entire night, and everybody kept wondering what's in the egg, what's in the egg. Well, like, been there. Weeks, been, weeks been before it for a while. Yeah, weeks before they would bring it out for like superstars. So this is before Monday Night Raw and been, all that stuff. I would have been twelve or thirteen at the time, mm-hmm. and and I don't know the the all the stuff I read about it. First of all, it was it was Hector Guerrero, the famous Guerreros. Yes, the that's the brother of Eddie. Yeah, father of no uncle of Chavo. Yeah, but um, the, the the stuff I read, everything I read about it, kind of had this tone of what did people think was going to happen. Uh, I remember thinking because I I used to read uh, a magazine called Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Of, is that one of the dirt sheets? Uh, no, it's more of a magazine yeah. than like a, a newsletter. It was oh, okay. it was more legit. You could buy it at like your Seven Elevens or Reams or wherever, oh, okay. wherever your good magazines are sold. And uh, I, there was rumors that Ric Flair was going to be entering the World Wrestling Federation, and some people were speculating that Ric Flair might come out of the egg. I think I did read that as well. And that's not what happened. No, it was it was a man in a turkey suit. In a giant turkey suit. And he was doing flips and, and dancing with mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> yes, it was very awkward. I remember as a kid going, How come Mean Gene can speak the same language as the gobbledygooker? Because he just kept going, Gobbledygook, gobbledygook. And Mean it's... Gene is is translating for him. <laughs> there there's a an, at least one more on this list that hits me as a it feels like the idea was never really thought through. Oh, that's most of them, to be honest. Even reading all the stuff, I read a, <laughs> uh, like an interview with, with Hector Guerrero, and even his kind of like he he tried out and earned the right to be the <laughs> gobbledygooker. I don't know if you know this, but they brought back the gobbledygooker. Yeah, maybe they, ten years ago it, it or said so. Said they they had a uh, gimmick, a gimmick battle a royal. Gimmick battle round. He yep. got God. Who did it say he got thrown out by? It told it said who he got thrown out by, but I don't probably know what it was. Diesel or somebody like that. I don't know. No, it was. <laughs> I wonder. So do you know? That's. I should have looked that up. I should have looked up the gimmick battle royale because I was going to say I wonder if uh, fake Diesel and fake. Uh, who was no, because fake, fake Diesel was Kane, so he wouldn't have been in it. No, it was fake Razor Ramon. Fake Razor Ramon, that's right. Now, at any rate, 
it just seemed there never seemed to be anything behind it. It was just, hey, we want to do this thing with a turkey, and he was able to convince him, yes, I can do this turkey thing. Which I think they thought kids would like it. Okay, I'm assuming. yeah, that, that that's I guess that's true. the 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 bottom line was they wanted something for kids, and out of the egg, like the kids never <laughs> even had a chance. I mean, if they had started out the pay per view like that, that would have been one thing. Well, it's it's like but a where lot of, it closed out the show, it, it was very. It is. It's time weird. It's like uh, this is a a brief pass away. Um, <laughs> this week, the. It, doesn't matter how timely it is. Just the point of it being is th- this week ish, uh, Blizzard did a big conference. Mm-hmm. They do what's called the BlizzCon. You know, talk Blizzcon. about Overwatch, you know, Warcraft, Starcraft, that kind of stuff. I just noticed uh, on the freeway I saw a sign that says we're getting a brown coat con. Oh, like which uh, would be for Firefly? Firefly. Yeah. It seems limited. But it does. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I loved the show, but sure. I'm not going to go to... Well, I, if you run Brown Coat Con and you want me to be on a panel, by all means, let me know. I'll, I'll be there. I, I shouldn't say new like that. Like, <laughs> hey, it's perfectly fine. It's just not yeah. going to be my scene. But uh, When it starts to fracture off like that into just, we're just focusing on this one thing, I that's where I it have, starts to limit people's I have an affection for time. Firefly. I don't know that it supports a con itself in Utah, necessarily. Yeah. Well, but hey... Who am I? Yeah. Who am true. I? True. Travis, I ask you, who, who am I? I guess that's how all these Comic-Cons started, though. Well, that's, I mean... Because I remember the, the Star Trek ones and stuff. But I, I interrupted is, you. Star Trek is big enough to support. Yeah. I interrupted you. You're talking about BlizzardCon. Pardon me. BlizzCon... Oh, I can feel the burn. Leading up to, <laughs> Bliz, leading up to BlizzCon... BlizzCon. Uh, Blizzcolonic. Blizzard was starting to lightly tease some Diablo news. You familiar with game, the Diablo? The, yes, I remember the Diablo. Very game. popular. Mm-hmm. So of course, fan base because uh, Diablo three was a bunch of years ago. Goes nuts like, oh, oh snap, Diablo four coming, yo! Blizzard gets out of hand, goes like, uh, maybe slow down, guys, maybe <laughs> slow down. And so I think that somewhere in the middle, the tempered expectations were. Uh, Diablo for the Sw- Diablo three for the Switch. Diablo three is like on everything, and the announcement ended up being Diablo, a new Diablo game for mobile, which hmm. is like uh, you know how you talked about when you spit in someone's face, you're asking for them to fight you. Yeah. When you tell people who are loyal to video games, hey, this thing you love, we're making it for mobile, that is spitting in their face. A little bit, yeah. And uh, I th- and that's how the, that's how they ended their conference. So similarly, if they'd maybe said that early in the conference or dumped it in there somewhere in the middle, probably would have been okay. They gobbledygooked it up. Blizzard, Blizzard laid the turkey. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it. Just, but it also talks about it, the the truth of the matter is, I mean I guess the uh, part of it was one of his his things that he did uh, when they brought him out like. The lights, like, all he's got little pinholes in his mask, and the lights in his eyes completely blinded him, and he couldn't, he could barely see as it was, so getting right. into the ring, like, he was injuring himself, just trying <laughs> to move around, and it's just... It's it, nonsense. It just seemed like something that, I guess, I guess you're right, they wanted to do it for kids, but I don't know, considering what it was, I don't know how you really do that for the kids. I don't know, they should have done it on a Saturday you're, morning show or something. You're more knowledgeable about the wrestling than I am. 
have they really had something that's for the kids? I mean, back in those days, everything was for the kids. It wasn't until the Attitude Era that adults started getting more into it. To me, that's kind of like saying, uh, you know, the Marvel movies are for the kids. Yeah, they're for the kids. They're definitely for the kids. They're they they're adult enough. They're adultish enough. I would say like like even right now. I suddenly now, learned what an orgy was from the new Hulk movie, <laughs> or not the new Hulk, the new Thor movie. Thor. It's the new Hulk movie. I would say even right now, uh, there's a character named Bailey, and she's a she's a, a good babyface wrestler. She's on Raw, and she wears really colorful uh, wrestling gear, and she's got those inflatable. They call them Bailey buddies, and they're like super tall. They're like 20 25 feet tall into the air and she's got very uh almost video gamey music super happy music and i would say her character is for little girls probably and they even show like i follow her on twitter and she will show uh where people tweet at her like videos of their kids going nuts when she yeah. comes to the ring so i mean there I mean, there John is Cena's stuff definitely that well even hulk hogan was for little kids really Say your prayers, eat your so, vitamins, but don't, even don't that, say the N-word. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think he did that one. I don't think he, he should he have, he one. should have. Oh, jeez. Terry Bollea. Maybe what that you, was Dennis Rodman's influence on him when he was a bad guy. Don't get ahead of yourself, Travis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up on your list next? Oh, there's so many, honestly, there's so many I could talk about. Uh, I'm going to bring up somebody because he, uh. I don't even know the word I'm looking for. He's two different people on my list. Uh, Papa Shango. <laughs> Papa Shango was a a voodoo guy. You, you know, I don't think I really got to see Papa Shango very much. Um, I would, my version, well, you said he's two people. Is Papa Shango two people or you mean? Papa Shango later became the godfather. Oh, okay. Who was a pimp and he was... He was the engineer of the yeah, whole train. Because <laughs> oh. I was going to say but, my version of my embarrassing version of that, which I'm surprised I didn't put on my list, was uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Oh, he's on my list. Yeah, Kamala's yeah, he's on bad. it. He's real bad, too. Here's the thing about Papa Shango. What, whatever you want to say about the character, he looked really cool. When I was a kid, I, I got the action figure. Well, and that, I, didn't he have that kind of Baron Samedi look? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he had the it. he had the top hat. He had like a necklace made of bones, and he had like this face paint. Like yeah, he was all voodooed has, out. For a kid who has no real barometer for racism, yeah, something like that is. Really... It looked like if you just saw a guy walking around dressed like that at Halloween with no context of, yeah. you would say, "Whoa, that is a cool costume. That's awesome." So he always looked cool to me. So that that's as far as it went um, for me. And he of, did he did crazy things like he put spells on the Ultimate Warrior and made goo come out of his head. And that's right. I was gonna tell you. I don't, you probably hadn't heard this. Uh, that that website I follow, Giant Bomb, they did a stream with uh, gentleman Jack Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah, and I like he, him. He was he was so great on it. He was really fun. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He was really great stories. One of the stories he told was a storyline they were gonna do and abandoned was. The intercontinental belt is supposed to kind of be known as being cursed. Huh. Is this something you've ever heard? No. And they were going to get a bunch of like 
guys like him, like what, he, what is he? He like a lightweight he's a, cruiserweight? Yeah, he's a cruiserweight, 205 he, life. I think what he had said was he was going to get a bunch of cruiserweights together and they were going to uh, try to get the belt uncursed. And what they were going to do is try and bring back Papa Shango <laughs> to do it. And that, that storyline got ditched. Papa Shango would do it because he now, right now he's working as like, I think he either runs or owns a cheetah's strip club in Las Vegas. <laughs> and that's what he does right. now. I can't remember. There, there was a bunch of other story to it. Like, I think he might even have said they shot it. It just never ended up airing. If you, if you asked me to make a top three coolest looking wrestlers of all time, I would put Papa Shango in the top three. Yeah. He just looked cool. If you get a chance, I, I ought to slide that to you and have you watch that video just because... He, yeah, I'll have to check it out. He is real. He is just... Uh, I've seen a few things. The, the guys on that show have a little bit of a tenuous uh, kind of wrestling connection. Mm-hmm. And they've talked to a few guys. Uh, Daniel Bryan's been with them. And he was... Daniel Bryan just turned heel yeah, oh, two really? nights ago. Yeah. He, oh, uh, he also won the world title. Daniel Bryan heel. did the hot chip challenge He's with the him. champ now. Oh, wow. And uh, was pretty funny about it. But... A lot of the guys do showmanship. Like I said, I've seen them do interviews with Cody Rhodes. Um, the, there's a good one where they talk to Brock Lesnar, and he's just, of course, he's Bar- Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm not a big Brock Lesnar guy myself. No, no, he's a he's a he's a prick. He's he he is being paid so much money to re- just completely act. He, he's not acting. He's going no, out there. No, he's not. He's he's, he's actually, going out there and being completely. Paid he's an to unpleasant go, person, and he doesn't care. So I guess that uh, what's, that his, means what's you're, his manager's name? I forget that uh, guy. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. That the interview with him, the guy, um, this guy Dan Reichert, he he's got a list. He's asking. He's just trying to. He's just trying to get something out of uh, out of Brock. And um, I already spaced his name. Heyman. Heyman. He. He says something. He he just makes a, a, a an aside about someone being better, and Heyman jumps in and completely plays along. But Brock will. Yeah, Heyman's not. a wrestling guy from way back. Oh yeah. He used to be Paul E. Dangerously in WCW. So oddly enough, I never knew Paul Heyman, but yeah, seeing him on he that, he, he owned ECW. That's all. Him. Oh really? Yep. Yep. That was all a Sorry, Paul Heyman I, I, deal. I clawed things away from there, but like when you were talking about the Papa Shango stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Gallagher was telling that really cool story <laughs> about that, that they were going to do a, a Gallagher, or excuse me, a Shango. Uh, well, since we're kind of in the, the Halloween-ish type, type characters, I might as well bring up uh, the Boogeyman, who was more modern. That was like Boogeyman. 10 years ago. The Boogeyman was kind of like Papa Shango, but he... He would uh, come out to the ring and eat worms, and he'd like sneak up behind people and scare them, like he was the boogeyman. How he'd do, uh, do this weird like when you say walk. eat worms? Like he would have a bag of worms and he would eat them, like handfuls of worms, and he would actually eat them. And he had face paint all over, like his making, fa- his face was face. painted red with like yellow spots all over, and he, I think he had yellow eye uh, eye contacts in and. He was how the boogeyman. How did the boogeyman? Pitch, I'm coming they, to get ya. How do they pitch that stuff in more modern era? Because modern era is. I mean, this is like ten years ago. Even ten years ago, they were getting pretty heavy into just the people who more realistic just dudes. Yeah, I mean, because they get that. They go through phases. They have legacy stuff like, uh, how do they, how do they deal with gold dust? I mean, gold dust is basically 
there is a legend, honestly. Kind of like uh, even back uh, like Big John Studd was when he won the Royal Rumble. I think he won the second Royal Rumble. And he was just treated as kind of a legendary character. That's kind of how Goldust is now. He doesn't win a lot, to be honest with you. Even the big shows in that category now, too. He doesn't win a lot, but well, big, whenever well, he's out there, just a, big show's just a dude. I, I, I don't know. I don't know real well the lineage of someone like Goldust, where he started off as being. They just very much treat a him character. as as a character, like as a as a goofball kind. Because I mean, his whole his I mean his whole beginnings is basically he was gay, right? Well, he was androgynous. Whether I think they wanted people to say to think he was gay, but they would never say that he was gay. And that, but that evolved to where they don't really do that anymore, right? No, not really. Now he's just kind of he's just gold dusty. I mean, I know Cody Rhodes uh, Stardust was. A they don't weird, play up the sexuality a type weird stuff. Intergalactic character, but I didn't. He's, I didn't really ever figure out what how they handle gold dust. They still kind. He still kind of does like the. The thing where he starts out with his hands down by his hips and he moves them up above his chest, up up into the air, and does like the weird breathe, like <sighs> he still does that, and he'll like like bite at people, like. <laughs> and I, I guess yeah, he so, does gold dusty things, but. So then, how do you how do you handle something like a boogeyman? I mean, he just he lost a lot. He was kind of a gimmick, yeah. more or less. It was just. It was so they could do sketches in the backstage area, to be honest with you. Now, there's another guy. He was uh, in WCW, and I think he was doing uh, commentary for Lucha Underground, Vampiro. He was a, I know of Vampiro. He was a luchador legend. But he, was, he took himself very seriously, even though it was ridiculous. Was he, and it didn't work for me. Was he part of – there was like a vampire team – yeah. Like, it's like the Covenant or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, there was one. Was he part of that or is oh, that some other group? That just reminds me of another one. There was one called Gangrel in WWF. Yeah. Gang- and it might be I'm That was the Brood, and Edge and Christian yeah. were in there with yeah, him. I'm thinking of Gangrel. Then. I forgot about the Brood, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that one kind of took itself more like. I don't know that they treated him like he was a real vampire, but he was into the vampire culture. Like he, because there was people. This is back when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was out, and there were people that would, you know, go and pretend they were drinking blood and like listen to emo music and <laughs> dress up like they were in the Lost Boys or something. Those are just called goths. Okay, well, he was kind of treated like or, a really. Or in- if you even want to go back further to when we were at, like they, we before they were goths, they were mods. <laughs> All right. Well, he was an intense goth. Yeah. And then eventually it kind of became kind of goofy. They even brought uh, Edge and Christian to a show. It's a comedy show on um, the WWE Network. And they brought back Gangrel for an episode. (laughs) And it was pretty funny. It was was totally played up for laughs. Yeah. Apparently the guy's like a really good dude. And I think he trains wrestlers to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a... While we're here and since we brought him up, we may as well talk about Kamala. Kamala and his manager Kim Chi. I don't remember Kim Chi. Kim Chi was his manager and he wore like a, a pith helmet and a mask. Okay, kind of. And uh I just remember like this gigantic black man in some really bad makeup. It does need to kind be kind of s- rocking back and forth and <laughs> making it, it it is in defense in, of the WWF, they did not invent the Kamala character. Who Kamala was Kamala. way back. 
Really? The guy that did Kamala, I think, invented the character and owned it. Because he did Kamala in several different companies. That's such a... Way before WWF. That's such a strange thing of, like, they came up with these, but... I don't. I don't know that that's. I mean, a he's a straight up American guy. I can't remember his name off the top that of my head. I don't know that that's entirely defense of the WWE because, yeah, he came up with it, but he probably came up with it going <clears> like, <throat> "Well, this is what they want." <laughs> well, I. I mean, I think, honestly, I think he was doing that character clear back into the seventies. Yeah. So he'd been doing it for a long time. It's it, not. It's not one of the ones that aged particularly well. No, but I. I mean, how many times have we had this conversation about judging the past on what we know now? It's not really fair to go back and say, hey, we know this now. You shouldn't have done that back then. Well, I mean, guess what? Back then. It's well-worn territory. I, I would bet you back then. I mean, we were kids, so we don't know. But I'll bet you back then that there were a lot of people that were going like, professional wrestling should maybe maybe." Pump the brakes a little of course bit there were the of course there were not everybody was like this is great no there were definitely people saying this isn't right it's but it wasn't the outrage culture that it is now where you can't do that nowadays it, it's not like you say like you can't judge a you can't judge an old time like it happened still pretty recently like how how long ago was the mexicools coming out on lawn mowers i mean that was probably at least 15 years ago. Is it that long ago? Yeah, because Eddie Guerrero's been dead for a while. It was, was Eddie and Chavo. Okay. Yeah. And Eddie Guerrero at that time could pretty much do anything he wanted. <laughs> so I, I would say Eddie probably had a good uh, input on what was going on there with the, the lawnmowers and things like that. I think that I, I will say they've definitely gotten better, but I think it's still like they're not they're not too scared of doing something gross if it'll get I mean, the crowd riled up. There's always going to be a stereotype. There just always is. I mean, yeah. right now, you can do a, an Australian stereotype. We could do a French stereotype. As long as it's the same color as we are, the stereotype is still A-OK to do, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> Cause, so they're always going to be a stereotype. Or you can do a caveman stereotype or future guy stereotype. Or vampire stereo. What's the if it's a ma- what's a fi- what's a stereotypical future guy? He talks. He talks like this. I I am from the future. I am a part robot. <laughs> My name is Blaine Brainiac. Is is that a real wrestler? No, I just made it up. <laughs> you should sell that. He's from the future. Well, let's get off. Let's get off the stereotype train, and we'll go right. on to. Also, what you brought up that was up on my list was... All of these gimmicks are pretty much stereotypes of something. Uh, okay, do you think Carl Malone versus Rodman was a stereotype? I th- Other than, like... It seems so stereotypical. Carl Malone. It seems so stereotypical that Carl Malone got matched with Diamond Dallas Page. I always thought that was a weird combo. I mean, Dal- Diamond Dallas Page was super hot at the time. But he's and just, no disrespect for, to Diamond Dallas Page and what he's done now with, with DDP Yoga and all this stuff. Great stuff. He's helping people. I never got into him no, as I'm a wrestler. I have, I yeah, I have all the respect in the world for the guy. I was never really wooed by. It. I always it's thought. Just that he's kind speaking of, a, of woo, I, I always thought it should have been Sting and Carmelone yeah. versus Rodman and Hogan because Sting is an icon. He was just. Um, it's just because. Carl Malone is like, 
him and that one really crazy sheriff guy are the only two black guys that like can dress country and get away with it somehow. <laughs> the crazy sheriff guy. Uh, there's some crazy sheriff guy that like he just always talk about how mean he's going to be to convicts. Oh. Uh. I can't remember his <laughs> name right now, but uh, Carl, Carl Malone as a cowboy always makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, he liked it. He liked being a cowboy. Yeah, he did. Which, again, is why it was like, yeah, of course put him with Diamond Dallas Page. I, I did think it was pretty cool what Carl Malone and Rodman did. And I thought Carl Malone did a decent job. I mean, he's obviously an athlete. But what what made it less special is when a few months later they brought in Jay Leno to do the exact same storyline. Yeah, I saw <laughs> to fill in the Carl Malone spot. Reading up about that, they did talk Ugh. a lot that like Carl Carl Malone was much more dedicated to it. Well, yeah, he was a professional athlete, one of the best in the world. He went in and really, he it said that he did go in and train heavily with DDP. I mean, as heavily as he can for something he was, like that. He was a lifelong wrestling fan, too. Yeah. And even, he, for some reason, about a year ago, he showed up at a SmackDown. Really? And they showed him on screen, and then they interviewed him backstage. And they're like, Carl, are are you, are you thinking about making a wrestling comeback? And he's like, Carl Malone always thinking about did making he really, a wrestling comeback. Did he really talk? Did yeah. he talk in the third person? Yeah, Carl Malone always talk in the third person. Carl Malone but, never change. But I thought, well, maybe they're going to do something with this, but nothing ever happened. I, I guess they just wanted to say, hey, we interviewed some a, of that stuff. That a they, they former like pro athlete. Around. Some then, and maybe they just got him to do it as a reference, and it doesn't matter. It could be. Maybe I mean, maybe they'll put him in the Hall of Fame. They they do a celebrity yeah, they, wing. They'll put anybody in there. So I mean, Carl Malone's put anybody in there. Except they put for, the fridge in there. He was in one match. They'll put everybody in there except for what? Did they? They have. Carl Malone had done, a whole storyline. Have they done Macho Man yet? Yeah, Macho they Man Macho is Man? in there. Yes. I'm trying to think of who were the ones. His brother Lanny Poffo inducted him. Leaping Lenny, the Leaping poet Lanny. laureate of the WWF. I always thought Lanny Poffo was. He looked. <laughs> I, I thought had, I thought he could have been Freddie Mercury's brother more than Randy Savage's I know brother. he ended up being the genius, but he'll always be leaping Lanny Poffo. Leaping Lanny Poffo. He was he was the the epitome of uh, a jobber. He was. You're the, talking about my brother, brother. Yeah. I would I would speculate that Lanny Poffo was the the best jobber ever. He was he was never good enough to really warrant an actual gimmick. <laughs> But he was better than just being the guy who comes and get beat, gets beat up. Every but man, week. could he leap? He hey, it's almost like they should have put it in his name. Only guy that could leap higher was a uh, Superfly Snooker. Superfly. But yeah, I, it, <laughs> you know they talked about the Bob Costas on TV talked a lot about like, well, I get why Rodman's doing this, but why would Carl Malone lower himself to it? Like, why not? It's apparently they both got paid fairly well and. Of course. Well, he uh, was always from, a wrestling fan. From what I remember of, because I remember Carl Malone had a monster truck. We talked about this in a couple <laughs> remember, episodes again. I remember watching it at the time. Part of what made me grouchy at the time, but now that I'm older, I kind of like is the guys were breaking a lot. They were yeah. kind of laughing about it. Right. And But you know what? Carl Malone, he had fun with being Carl Malone. He really did. He had a monster truck. He, he bought a semi-truck that had like this big ornate... Uh, mural then, painted on it. I've yeah. actually got that truck. And then he went to Los Angeles. Yep, and then he went to L.A. and it all went out the window. But he had fun being in the limelight. Like, and now he, you never hear. For, he lives in the South. He does he? He I, I he, he owns a ranch and he Carl Malone. like I've seen footage of him like on a little a little tractor, 
like tearing up stumps on his ranch so he can have cattle. He, I mean, he does he that kind of stuff Brock now. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Except at least somewhat pleasant. Terry is somewhat pleasant. Here's one. If we're going to talk about things that uh, don't age well, of all the things <laughs> that don't age well, and this character is maybe 15 years old, somewhere around there. Are you familiar with Eugene? Um, I don't know. What was Eugene's gimmick? Eugene's, Eugene's gimmick was he was the nephew of uh, Eric Bischoff when Eric Bischoff came back as a WWF character. And he was, they never said special needs, but he was clearly Ooh. supposed to be a special needs character. I don't know if I knew about that. He kind of like walked around excited to see everybody and waving like a special needs person would. Uh. and But his thing was he, he was super into wrestling and he could do anybody's moves. So he was actually a decent he was wrestler. Shang <laughs> he, yeah. So he could take the moves of any uh, legendary wrestler and make them his own for that he was, night. He was wrestling Taskmaster. More or less, yeah. Are you, so, are you familiar with Taskmaster? The wrestler Taskmaster. Uh, there's a there's like a that was Spider-Man. Kevin Sullivan. There's a Marvel villain called Taskmaster. Okay. His I think he I think eventually they found out he's a mutant, but just his skill is like any time. Any move he sees someone do, he can immediately replicate. He could duplicate it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what Eugene was. He was, they never said special needs, I don't think. But I think they would say, there's Eugene. He's special. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's one that even at that time, you're like, you shouldn't be doing this character. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it actually was a special needs person that was good at wrestling. That's one thing. This was a, a normal person yeah. that... They gave a wacky haircut Tro- to. Tropic Thunder taught us all we need to know about that. It was about the time of Tropic Thunder. It, it was right around in that. You like that movie? Uh, I've never seen it. Never seen it? I have never I seen it. I think I like that movie, but I haven't watched it since yet. Do you, do you know the thing that I'm talking yes, about? Yes, uh, the full R word. Yeah, full, full R word. And uh, RDJ and Blackface. Yeah, I'm familiar with Tropic Thunder. I've just I just never saw it. I, I remember thinking it was a funny movie. I, I should rewatch that and see how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, funny's funny. If if something's funny enough, you can talk about anything, in my opinion. You know what else is funny? As a comedian. You know what else is funny? What? Is it your turn? No, it's not your turn. It's my turn. Speaking of funny, (laughs) speaking of Dustin Rhodes, uh, the introduction of Seven. Oh, yeah. That was in WCW. Was that in WCW? I believe so, yeah. Um, I have never been... uh, It seems to be agreed upon that 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 was fake. What was fake? His his introduction where Dustin Rhodes just shut it all down. Oh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think. So Dustin Rhodes was going to play this character called Seven. That okay. was, he was like a cowboy in like complete white face. Yeah, he had like a mask, right? And he was, or was it I not a mask? I think it was paint. Okay, maybe no, it, it must have been paint because he was talking when he did it. Um, I, saw the, I saw the footage of when he was introduced. I guess leading up to it, he was like he was. It was kind of an Undertakerish looking outfit, but it was completely white paint. I remember face. the visual, of and it. he was supposed to menace kids. Like he would, oh, know, he would really? show kids supposed to go to bed, and he'd be outside their door staring in. <laughs> so the introduction why? of him, would you yeah, do that? Why? Oh, th- there's a few of those on my list that are like this, but um, <laughs> this was such an amazing because. Um, go to bed, or seven will look in your window, Johnny. I remember. 
I remember distinctly at the time watching this happen where he's introduced, but here and, and I didn't know about the lead up to it. Mm-hmm. So if you take if you just take in a vacuum this moment where he's introduced, you could go, oh yeah, that was fake. They just wanted to stir some stuff up. But they had a lead up to it, which was they probably bailed on it at the last minute. Oh, well, either that or Dustin, because what ha- what happened was he's brought out on wires. This would have been while. Like after he had gone through some, some tough times as Goldust, toward the end of his first WWF run. I think that is the case, but he's brought out on wires like. Floating. I think he was an addict at the time. Yeah, he was not in a good Entirely place. Possible. Goes to the ring, that you know they introduce him with seven. He takes away the the microphone and just starts going like, "Yeah, I would some this garbage. I'm supposed to be seven or something," and throws down the like just completely trashes it like, "Oh, this is the stupidest gimmick I ever heard of." And, Throws down the hat and just walks out of the ring. I think he went by something called like Black Rain. Not sure. When about he was that. in, uh, he, he was in uh, TNA for a lot, a little while before he came back to WWE this last time. And he's been there really, for a long TNA time. TNA never really worked out, did it? It's still there. I mean, it's still there, but it never. Yeah, it's never. Is gonna... that the one that Billy Corgan owns? Yeah. No. Well, he was there. And he kind of owned part of it, but they bought him out. And That's now, telling. Now he owns the NWA. Not the one with the Ice Cube and Easy e <laughs> The National Wrestling Association. Aww. So he owns that, and he's trying to build that up into something. But uh, it was a weird thing to see. And I, I barely and even... It was such it a blip, I barely go, remember it. It still seems to kind of go back and forth as, was this a shoot? You know, Because the whole scene... It, it, it's... The CM Punk thing was like that was ninety percent real, and like ten percent we were they were pushing his whole thing with storyline too. Right. Like, it, my impression of what I've seen of CM Punk is the pipe bomb interview. I, is that what you're talking about? I'm not sure if that's what it is. It, just the stuff that I've heard. Sorry, because I don't, I don't follow it as religiously, or you don't even follow it religiously, but I don't follow it that closely. But from the sort of just tur- you know on the outskirts of it here, it just seems like. Yes, he was disgruntled. Yes, he was still there. Yes, he was saying things about the company. But, but the I company think they were saying, like, use it. Yeah, the company was like, okay, we're going to keep screwing you. Use it. In WWE now, they're so controlling. It's it's Maybe that's one. Is CM Punk in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? No. Is that one that they're never going to do, you think? They will eventually when yeah. he's old and probably Vince is dead. I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily the Vince that had the Man, problem with him. I think it was Triple imagine? H that had the problem with I, him. But. I don't know if you can, can you imagine. Do you think things will radically change when McMahon dies? No. You don't think so? No, not radically. I think they're the, it's stockholders now, man. They're a huge company now. It's not like it used to be. You don't think was, McMahon has a pretty strong decision making? Oh, yeah, he definitely has a pretty strong decision making. Really weird but I think... Decisions. Stephanie's going to make very similar decisions. You think so? Yeah. Well, you'd know better yeah, than I do. I think so. Um, where were we? We were talking about. We, we oh yeah, that through seven. I could I could see back in WCW days, things went off the the rails all the time, and uh, things that weren't supposed Weird to happen era. happened. Looking back, because I, there was no control, there was looking back, there was just hearing, chaos. Looking back and hearing about those kind of things, it's kind of fascinating, but like. Being there in the moment and week to week seeing these two companies do these insane <clears throat> things to each other and, you know, having that WCW side of it that was completely like nothing to lose doing, you know. They just, 
they were never built to get that big. I went to Nitro a few times. I was at Goldberg's very first match. Yeah, it was it was in Salt Lake. Well, he's West one Valley. Of, but. He's one of those guys that it, most of the discussion I hear around him is he's just he was a dynamic personality but a terrible wrestler. Like, yeah, I, just didn't I like mean, working with him. he's one of those guys who got tired really. He was like the Ultimate Warrior kind of. Yeah. He he looked impressive. Yeah, he could he could stomp somebody, you know, like end it quickly, and just high energy for a minute and a half, was and then his, everybody went that was amazing. But was you get him in a 10-minute match and you can see Was he precious flaws. about himself as uh, the Warrior was? I think so. Yeah. 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 He was on The Flash last season. Oh, who was yeah. he on The Flash? Uh, he was just an inmate. That, Rod? <laughs> no, he was an inmate that became friends with Barry Allen's father. And when Barry Allen got sent to prison uh, for, for murder, which he was innocent of, uh, he, he, you don't he, say. he hung out with the Goldberg character. <laughs> he, he watching that... Want to get on that uh, Dave Batista train? <laughs> Man, isn't it crazy that B- Batista is mm-hmm. like pretty good? Yeah, as an actor. Yeah, I mean he's got his limitations, but he's he's a decent actor. Like, he's not. You in know a his lot first his first wrestling gimmick was Leviathan. Really? <laughs> yes, he was the Leviathan, <laughs> and he was a monster. He was other wrestlers like Deep Star Six and uh, I'm trying to think of what the other. One. What's the James Cameron one? There's Leviathan, Deep Star, Deep Star Sticks, and then... I have no idea the, what you're talking what, about. What's the James Cameron movie with the water face? Oh, The Abyss? Yeah. Abyss mo- is a wrestler in TNA. Those, all three of those movies came out around the same time, and they're all... It, it was a volcano, huh. Dante's Peak situation. Uh, hmm. I did not know that. I'm getting there. All right, let's talk about a couple, a couple people that were only on wrestling because they were huge. Because they were huge people. Uh, the Yeti... And the giant Gonzalez. They were both pushing eight feet tall, apparently. And they were just I think I immobile. The giant Gonzalez, yeah. Giant Gonzalez. In that Peter uh, Mayhew thing where like their bodies were super fragile. Well, he wrestled The Undertaker. This was the time after Hulk Hogan went away and they would try to get these like freakishly big people like Yokozuna or somebody like that to go against The Undertaker. So he had a match at WrestleMania 9 with The Undertaker, and it's one of the worst matches <laughs> ever. Yeah. It really is bad. As great as The Undertaker is, and he might be best of all time, that was one of the worst matches ever. I'm trying to think of now. Um, the Giant was... Gonzalez came out with chloroform on a rag <laughs> and put it on The Undertaker's face and knocked him out. <laughs> and then they took The Undertaker back on a stretcher, I think, and then he came, he like drug himself back to the ring to defeat the giant. Um, and he was he couldn't hit, he couldn't kick, he couldn't do anything. He I, was just tall. I think it was Earthquake. There, It's a famous botch of... Uh, oh, that's the Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. That yeah. was the one I no, was... No, that wasn't the Earthquake. I was just thinking that as soon as... No, no, no. You just When you were talking about big guys, <laughs> it made me think of the, that Shockmaster thing. Shockmaster's shock on my list, so we can go shock, there. Oh, good. Let's let's do Shockmaster while we're here. The Shockmaster... Uh, I'm he sorry, was a, like... He was a he's actually the uncle of this Cody is, and Dustin Rhodes. This is what we get when we don't like console each other. It's like just basically we, <laughs> we each have the same stuff on our list. I believe he's married to Dusty Rhodes' sister or really? vice versa. Maybe Dusty's married to the Shockmaster. That but the Shockmaster, Shockmaster video is so like just hearing all the history of that is hilarious. If you don't know who it is, uh first he he came into the WWF in the early 90s as Tugboat. 
Oh, was it Tugboat? Yes, it was Tugboat. Okay. And then he was he was the buddy of Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan got his ribs crushed by the earthquake. And he had to he had to go away and he was in the he was hospitalized while his, his ribs healed up. And the tugboat would come on TV and tell kids to send letters. Ooh. Yep, he was the buddy of Hulk. Send your letters to the Hulkster and I'll make sure he gets them. And there was actually thought that they were gonna turn Tugboat into the same spot he was going to turn heel where sergeant slaughter did so he was going to become an iraqi uh sympathizer, sympathizer. he was going to be uh didn't tugboat become typhoon yes tugboat and did become typhoon. natural disaster yes Is that right? okay. and they, they were a heel tag team for a while and then they became baby faces and earthquake did earth yeah tugboat was a little i want to like almost tugboat was Tugboat was a little more athletic than the Earthquake. Tugboat could, like, drop kick. Well, Tugboat was just, or excuse me, uh, Earthquake was just a big mean guy. You want to know something crazy about Earthquake? When you saw Earthquake in the 90s when he crushed Hulk Hogan's ribs, he was about 26 years old. Yeah, that, that was something I was he just He always looked like recently. he was 50. Someone was talking about, like, Earthquake looked crazy old for how... But he was actually kind of young <laughs> during that time. No, that's... So anyway, Tugboat... Uh, Turns into Typhoon, and then he leaves WWF and goes to EC or to WCW, and they're gonna bring him out. He's gonna team with, uh, <laughs> I want to say Sting, and the British Bulldog, <laughs> and he comes out as a surprise entrance to. It's gonna be like a six man tag Was or something like that. Pritchard's podcast that he talked about this. I think I he does one where about it somewhere else? I think he does one where he talks about it, but I've heard I've heard several people refer to this moment, but <laughs> some it might have been Bruce Pritchard actually went in depth to I think they said the thing was they put uh two by fours kind of at, at uh they tried to reinforce it at kind of yeah. like shin level. So he was supposed to burst through a wall. <laughs> burst through drywall <laughs> and make his entrance so Ric Flair and Sid and whoever else was on the bad guy team would go whoa you know like this guy's amazing but for some reason somebody when they built the fake wall put a two by four right about at shin level and he did he, he didn't account for that and step over it so he tripped over it you're not it. accounting for maybe the key part of his persona oh i'll get there okay I'm... so he trips over this and falls all the while he's wearing blue jeans no shirt he's wearing a vest and a uh, stormtrooper helmet that is painted pinkish purple with glitter all I over it. I thought it was just painted gold, but you know, that, I've only seen and that had, one video. But it had glitter all over it, and couldn't see anything. the helmet comes off. <laughs> this is all a Dusty Rhodes idea, I guess. The Shockmaster, <laughs> so and yeah, it was a disaster. Later, he when he started showing up as Shockmaster, he just was wearing like a hard hat instead of the the stormtrooper helmet. So he Ooh. was. He was like a power li- a 400-pound power line worker or something at again, that point. I don't know. No, again, when I talk <laughs> about things that they didn't seem to really think through of, whose idea was, it is it is not hidden in the slightest. It is a Stormtrooper helmet. Oh, it was definitely a Stormtrooper helmet. Well, I, I don't know. How do you pitch the character on? He's that was, that was a, a Dusty Rhodes idea. Helmet. Dusty Rhodes is generally regarded as a wrestling genius, but this is one of his his bad decisions just spray paint it just spray paint the helmet baby uh a wrestler that kids will like it a wrestler it'll be like the gobbledygooker who i thought was a great heel for my era the big boss man yeah 
What about uh, a couple of his bad storylines of feeding a guy's dog to him and stealing the corpse of, I think it was Big Show's dad? <laughs> I remember you know the, those two. I, yeah. I'm trying to remember whose dog it was. Uh, I can look it up. I have it here. If you I, but stretch yeah, the, for a second. And I'll, the I'll Big Show dad thing was uh, he came back because he was a good guy. It was Al Snow. It was Al Snow's dog. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was feuding with the Big Show and big show's dad died i don't know if he really did or if it was just just for the storyline but big show or the big boss man shows up at the funeral and he he attaches was he in the blues brothers uh police car so i was uh, was watching a little bit of that and it looks like it's i think it's i think it's uh, a hearse it looks like it's the i think he steals the hearse big uh the big it, megaphone on the top of it, but it could. Be, I don't know. Either way, anyway, that, he he chains he chains the the casket up to the car and jumps in the car and takes off and he's dragging the casket and the big show runs and jumps on top of the casket, away like <laughs> essentially that. driving driving through the cemetery. And then the other one is is that he was feuding with Al Snow and I think. Yeah, he kidnapped his dog. He kidnaps and his dog. He turned the dog into sausage or something like that. Well, it was he was uh, he kidnapped his dog. They were supposed to like parlay and decide how they were going to do a match for the dog uh-huh. over dinner. Yeah. And boss man keeps asking him like, "Oh, you like that? You like the peppery taste? You like the peppery <laughs> taste?" And he's like, "Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's pepper. It's your dog. His dog You're pepper. Your dog. Yeah." And I mean, the thing is, obviously, neither of those things are true. And the boss man, he was a good, he was a good baby face. Well, I I was a big fan of the big boss man in like 1990. I probably saw eras when he was feuding with the Mountie. (laughs) I probably saw some eras where he was a face, but I'll always remember more as a heel than a face. The Mountie was basically the Canadian big boss man. He was he was the Canadian version. Yeah. And there were they had a match at a SummerSlam, I want to say, and the loser got booked into jail. (laughs) <laughs> and the Mountie lost that. So they, they they take cameras and they're following him getting booked into jail. He's getting fingerprinted. He's handcuffed. He's like flipping the camera off. And this is like in 1990 when you don't flip the camera <laughs> off. But he was selling it. It's funny. It's funny those, to go back and those watch. Those two gimmicks were... Um, those were during an era where they were trying to be edgy. It was just kind of like, look, yeah, <laughs> I know he didn't cook some guy's dog. Right. I know he didn't drive away with a corpse. It's just... If you're playing along, those are just like like, hey, look, you can, you could do you could do really dumb stuff like making one of the characters a pedophile. Like I know he's not going to go out and mess with kids. <laughs> just, just don't do those stories. That's that's too much. There are real wrestlers that actually were pedophiles, so, uh, mm. like Jake the Snake's dad. <laughs> Jake the Snake's mom was apparently like twelve or thirteen. I don't I don't want to get that depressing. <laughs> I was trying to make an analogy. I don't want to go for the real Let's stuff. Let's just say Jake the Snake, where he's at in life, he's come a long way. He had to deal with a lot of stuff. Jake the Snake Roberts is... More power to Jake the Snake. A real legend. How's You know how he's doing these days? He's doing one-man shows. I keep hearing ups and downs. I, I hope he comes here at some point and does DDP, his one-man DDP show. I think that would life. be amazing. Huh? DDP. Like DDP. He's yeah. one of the DDP yeah. yoga stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was always good on the mic. So I can only imagine um, his one-man show is good. <laughs> like, he is he is what makes Beyond the Mat. Yeah. No, for sure. And that was his probably one Mat of his the, darkest points. A yeah. little bit of chocolate on his... That's when uh, he was wrestling f- in front of 15 people. 
just for well, whatever for whatever you could get. Did Beyond the Mat? Would you say Beyond the Mat happened in a low point for wrestling, or was that still during its height? Because I know. Uh, I think that was right. Let's see. So that one followed that that movie. It followed Mick Foley. It followed uh, Jacob Snake, and then was there a third one that it followed? Or you don't remember? Uh, there was a bunch of people that followed. Actually, I thought that there were like three main stories, but that's. That's been a long time since I've seen that. So. I'd say it was right up about. So remember, it was it was it was during about, the the Attitude Era. For it was sure. definitely about uh, about Jake's like real rough life, and right. uh, Mix. Uh, his story seemed to be just about how I think there was some Terry Funk in there was. too, right? It's hard to remember. It's it's hard to watch, to be honest with you. Speaking of hard things to watch, have you ever seen the? Is it uh, Sid Vicious where he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at yeah. Where he snaps his leg in yeah. half. Yep. Speaking of Sid Vicious, I, I learned this yesterday as I was I was doing some research. I remember him as Sid Vicious. I remember him as Sid Justice, Psycho Sid, all these different versions. Apparently, when he was working for Bill Watts in like a Texas territory, he was known as Lord Humongous. <laughs> like for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's crazy. And he wore the he wore like a leather mask, just like Lord Humongous did. Leather, uh, Lord Humongous had just a, it was a hockey mask that I think was leather straps, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a even so, it was like, a hockey mask. His hair was pretty Sid Vicious-y. Yeah, seems like that would be silly for the character, but I mean, it was a total ripoff of <clears throat> of Mad Max. So what era would that have been? Like, I mean, like early eighties. So yeah. yeah I, about the time point, of that Mad point, Max, it was Wild yeah. West, so why not? Why not? Um, so to go again, you know, we started with a. I started with a kit with uh, the one of the big. They didn't think this through. I want to talk about what I feel like is the ultimate. We didn't really think this through. It's. It just. It honestly felt like something that they were, five minutes. Every time something happened in this storyline, they had figured it out. They had decided what they were going to do. <laughs> Two minutes before they started rolling was the May Young Mark Henry thing. I was not a fan of any of that. No, stuff. it's terrible. Like, I mean, the specific thing is the the culmination of giving birth to the hand. They became like, boyfriend and girlfriend. What in the hell? Yeah, she. The the story was she was pregnant. A seventy seven year old woman. Yep, and she gave birth to a hand. It it makes a white hand at that. It makes <laughs> so obviously. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. This is a. I mean, it's a bad storyline, soup to nuts. But it's that culmination of we have to have a payoff. What's the payoff? How did? I just feel like I don't know. Like just run across the store, run to the Halloween city across the street, buy something. I don't care what. What do they is, have? And they bought a <laughs> hand and like a bottle of Nickelodeon gack. More or less, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's gross. It's it I feels like disrespectful that. to someone who spent their life in this company, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing when we talked about Shockmaster, I, I was going to bring up Earthquake. He was also known in uh, WCW at one point as the Shark, and he had <laughs> he had teeth face painted on onto his face. Who's that? Who's the dude that's got the big mouth painted around like the top of his face and his chest? Oh, that's Finn Balor. That's. It's really Weird. cool. He he doesn't always do that. He he becomes the demon 
in big matches. Really? So it's like an alter ego of his. But yeah, Finn Balor is cool, man. He's that's a cool a, wrestler. That's some crazy pain. Yeah, yeah, and he comes out and he does like this thing where he crawls to the ring. It's it's really intense. Uh, we're we're getting close to an hour, so ever, I say. You ever spend any time watching RKO out of nowhere videos? Yeah, I remember when that was a thing. There are Travis. Right. Don't don't I, talk like it stopped being. A thing. I was never super into Randy Orton. I wasn't personally. either. I just find those videos kind of funny every once in a while. Yeah, he's he's not not Whether that he's a bad wrestler or anything. Or it's just that the character never really did much for me personally. So I kind of wanted to do like a, a quick uh, rundown of uh, wrestlers that had real people jobs as a gimmick. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was a uh, one of the first ones I remember was SD Jones, Special Delivery Jones. He was a mailman. I don't know if I remember him. He participated in WrestleMania one. I oh, think he lost right? to he lost to King Kong Bundy in three seconds. Man, King Kong Bundy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. Participated in one of the worst matches in the universe that I have some affection for. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, he was in the Hillbilly Gym and and the little person match. But man, uh, he was cool. He was also on Married with Children as a reoccurring character. I don't know if you knew kind that. Kind of remember yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so there's SD Jones. Uh, of course, there was uh, Isaac Yankum DDS, who was Kane. Yeah, right? he became Kane. Yep. <laughs> He was a evil dentist, and he had he had terrible teeth, and he just he loved terrorizing people and ripping their teeth out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was Duke the Dumpster Drossy. I don't know that one. He was a, gar- a garbage. He was man? a garbage man. Yep. About right. and, I have a few on my mind. I'm gonna wait till you're done with the list and see if you touch on the ones I'm thinking of. Uh, there was Disco Inferno, who was he was a <laughs> he was a disco guy. <laughs> Does that count as a job? It does in this list. Uh, there was Paul Burchill, who was a pirate. He would swing really? from the stage to the ramp. That was his whole gimmick. Not he was a pirate. With that. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Bastion Booger. That wasn't really a job. It was just funny because he also played. <laughs> that wasn't really a job. Though. He also Travis, played. You're, you're breaking your own premise. Well, here's the reason: because he also played like, another character. Disco Inferno was tenuous already, and you're like. A, <laughs> All right, this one isn't even this at all, but I'm throwing it in. Bastion Booger, he was a disgusting person that would eat like turkey legs while he was wrestling and he was he was bushwhacker character territory. But the reason I brought it up is cuz he also played another character called Friar Ferguson where he was a friar. Okay, I'll give And you that's that a one. job. I'll give you that one. There was a connection there. <laughs> uh, there was the Hurricane who was a superhero. Hurricane it. Shane Helms. Uh, there's a hurricane coming there was the berserker who was a viking do you remember the berserker he kind of he kind of looked a little like robin williams and he'd walk around the ring going huff 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 and he'd like hold his hand by his face you know yeah i think i did see that guy i think i do remember that but he had like the viking helmet like elmer fudd and (laughs) is is the junkyard dog on there well i don't have junkyard dog because i don't consider him a gimmick that, but it is okay an yes you're right it is uh, there was nails who was a, a professional prisoner okay he, he, okay. he wrestled in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> uh there was glacier he was a wcw wrestler Travis, who I was basically a video a game gl- character i don't think you can be paid to be a glacier he he got paid to be a glacier he got paid to be Boy, a big man. disappointment i feel like you're missing some key ones here <laughs> okay i'm getting there uh Let's see. There was the Repo Man. 
The Repo Man was definitely on my mind. He was Repo actually Man, Smash from uh, Demolition. Repo Man is one of my favorite what in the hell gimmicks. And the, <laughs> the one I always hear is the famous one. It was his feud with Macho Man Randy Savage where he... He stole his, his cowboy hat. He stole hat. his hat because he was yeah. behind on his hat payments. Yes. <laughs> he always hunched over, so I thought he was yeah. a small guy. It but it was smashed. Over. Like, I I think it was, a, I was probably old enough, I should have known, but like he had that toe chain. I didn't know what it was. I didn't either, yeah. He just, it was just a rope to me. Oh, his trench coat and his Hamburglar mask. <laughs> okay, uh, we had the Spirit Squad. They were uh, male cheerleaders. Dolph Ziggler was a member okay, of the Spirit that, Squad. That counts. Okay. Uh, the Goon. He was a professional hockey player. Okay, also counts. I there was a there was a baseball character at one point. Well, I can't remember what the baseball so character was called. So far, there's a real called. big one that you haven't gotten to. Uh, there's Sparky T. Plug. He was a race car driver. <laughs> that was hardcore Holly. Was he? Was this a face or a heel? Uh, he was face at first. Yeah, and okay, he eventually I before he and then he turned Wait, to hardcore NASCAR Holly. NASCAR driver. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> it was Sparky Thurman Plug. I guess that. Still, there's a real big one that you haven't gotten uh, to. I'm getting there. There was the model, Rick Martell. He was a male model, and he had perfume that he would squirt in people's eyes. I think I eyes. kind of remember that. You remember that? He had pink tights. There was Virgil. Oh, boy, Virgil. Virgil was a professional bodyguard for the Million Dollar Man. Like, that's one that, that's one that like, aged poorly, but I don't think they meant for it to be that. It felt, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, he was a bodyguard. It is what it is. A uh, million dollar man kind of talked down to everybody, so yeah, I think he was. I know, guess it's just that's one of those ones that doesn't age. It does. It didn't age well just simply by virtue of just like they, they never had to say it. It just kind of felt like that. Yeah, there was Yokozuna who we mentioned earlier. He was a, a professional uh, sumo wrestler. Oh, oh, I'll allow that's it. a that's a job. Paul Bearer. Yeah, definitely. He was a, a mortician, <laughs> right? Ultimate warrior. Uh, there was a. <laughs> oh, Who I love do these. you have next on your list that has a tenuous relation to an occupation? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm just. I'm gonna bring this up. Travis. There was a wrestler named the Demon, and it was it was a Kiss. Oh, wrestler. yeah, yeah, okay. So, technically, <clears throat> he's in the Kiss Army. That's a joke. Hey, no, no free ride. <laughs> It was a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Boy, still a real big one that hasn't been gotten to uh, yet. How about the Honky Tonk Man? He was a professional singer. <laughs> You're stretching, but I'm going to allow it more than the booger guy. All right. I think that might that might end no, our, our list. There's a very big one that you left Who, who did I miss? Erwin R. Scheister. Oh, yeah. IRS. Erwin R. Scheister. I, as soon as you said professions, I think that was the first <laughs> one I thought of. Oh, how did I miss IRS? Yeah. He's the father of uh, Bo Dallas, and uh, why can't I remember his name right now? Oh my gosh, the Eater of Worlds. I don't know. Bray Wyatt. Galactus. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no, he's he's Bray Wyatt's dad. Um, there was also the Blackjacks, who's related to them too. They were uh, gamblers or something. Gamblers. God, <laughs> they really will do anything. I was uh, thinking. I, I can't remember if we brought this up on the show or not before. Have you ever seen the video of uh, Bobby Heenan, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is in a match, and one of the announcers... I, I think, think I know Have I told you say. about this before? Where he mentions he was a college graduate and or something. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's, it, for some reason, the fact that Jim Duggan carried around a 2 by 4 I'm like, 
he's a professional something, right? <laughs> no, he's, he's just doing the dumb walking tall thing. Like, okay. When the, but if I'm thinking of Hexa. Oh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. I had that he was one on a my barber. mind, but I lost it. Yeah, that's the other big one. <laughs> Two, two Hacksaw Jim Duggan stories that I remember is that one where Bobby Heenan finds out that he's a college graduate and cannot stop laughing, <laughs> which is just hilarious. And the other one is, um, and I don't remember what this is. I remember there was, this was years after he'd, you know, had like a big career. Because I think he still, he still does stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. But Who, Hacksaw? Yeah. Yeah, he does stuff here and there still. But I mean... Still. Like, so to say, like, his career never ended. But after he had been popular, I don't, I was just passively watching wrestling, like, at somebody's house. And some match had just ended, and the two guys were walking backstage. And they were just, you know, after the match. And they pass a janitor and kind of nudge him. And the camera stops, stops, and the janitor turns around, and it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But they don't, they don't do anything else about it. They just these two guys were walking, and as they're you know they're still walking down the hall, stops this gender, turns around, it's Jim Duggan, fade to commercial. I will say I think one of my favorite gimmick wrestling gimmicks of all time was probably the Bushwhackers. I, I deserve that they need a they need a mention in, in this episode. They're they're on my list. They were ridiculous. They were and gross. They were gross and disgusting, but man, they made me laugh when I was a kid, and they never won. I hated. I didn't like the Bushwhackers. <laughs> really? No. My my son, who is a big wrestling fan, also hates the Bushwhackers. They, they just grossed me out, and they were. But I loved them. They were they were too dumb for me. I have now that I'm older, I, I respect that they <laughs> that they did whatever it is they did, but I didn't like them when I was that age. Before they were the Bushwhackers, they were known as the Sheep Herders, and they were like they were heels. They were bad guys. Really. Yeah, they were they were pretty nasty. Yeah, I think they were kind of hardcore almost. And just just sitting here like running through a rolodex of things that I know that the Bushwhackers did of like licking each other and <laughs> the weird. Oh, they licked people in the crowd. Ugh. They would eat like uh, sardines or something. Was it sardines uh, they would I don't eat? No. <laughs> there's a there's a wrestling tradition of eating disgusting things. <laughs> All right. Well, it's about. I think it's Magic Mike time. All right, well, since we're, uh, what are you since we're on the subject, what are you I feeling wanna, in your bones? I want to talk to the American Dream. The American Dream? Yeah. Dusty Roads? The dustiest of roads. All right, well, I, I'm going to say the magic words, and we'll bring in the American Dream then. All right? Strawberry Shortcake. Hey, everybody, how's it going out there? This is Dusty Roads. Who am I talking to here on the Magic Mike? Uh, Mr. Mr. Dream. This is Dusty Roads. My name is Jake. Yeah, baby, what's going on? Oh, boy, it's good to hear from you, Dusty. I'm feeling the groove. Are you feeling the move? Yeah, yes, yeah. I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. Jake, uh, right, Jake? Yes. <laughs> All right, Jake. How's it going, baby? Oh, uh, you know, we're getting on toward the holidays, Dusty. I mean, you don't oh, have to worry about that. We're heading anymore. toward hard times, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, things are ramping up. The weather. That's right. The weather outside. It's not frightful We're going to put up yet. Christmas trees. We'll put some tinsel on there. You know. We'll walk around. We'll, we'll hang some icicles on the tree. We'll put a stall on the top. Put I some presents to, underneath, baby. Before yeah. I get to some other stuff, Dusty, my issue is. What's your issue? Let's oh, hear about it. Boy. You know, I love the Tell it to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's that's right <laughs> i can't do this if you can you got it in you i believe Please. i believe you send got the american dream down in your soul quick, baby you're the hard working man oh. 
Dusty, the problem Dr. is... Dr. Bethy can. I'm the kind of person, I go through seasonal depressions. I'm far to hear that. Ah, thank you. I appreciate it. I love your support. I'll tell you what. I've been through some hard times. I've dined with kings and queens, and I slept in the alley and ate pork and beans, baby. <laughs> well, what did you do, Dusty, about the whole deal that it gets dark at like 4 p.m.? I just turn on more life. More life equals less dark. That's how I do math. I guess that is the scientific way. That's the American dream. That's why we have electricity. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Dusty. I'm the son of a plumber, not the son of an electrician. Well, I'm not asking you about plumbers today. I'm asking you about... Actually, I do want to ask you about a very particular... You want to know about a plumber or electrician? All right. I want to know about how the Shockmaster happened. Oh, the Shockmaster. That's a great story. Well, you see what happened was my brother-in-law needed a job. (laughs) (laughs) And he's kind of a bum. You know, he'd sleep on my couch. He'd fart a lot during the day. That I'd try seems, to be watching a football game. He'd be eating like my Cheetos. That talk to you, Dusty, considering you've come from uh, Dusty Rhodes like is just being real. I was okay. trying to live the American dream. Okay. Apparently, his American dream was mooching off my couch. So he would eat my food. He'd sleep on my couch. He'd fart in my living room. What kind and of I was like, you, you need a job, boy. I said, okay, used to be the tugboat. Used to be the typhoon. Now you're going to be the shock master, baby. And I went down to the, the grocery store, and they were selling some some, some uh, stormtrooper helmets. At and the I grocery like, store? Yeah, at the grocery store. We we have a Piggly Wiggly by my house, baby. Mm-hmm. Piggly Wiggly has everything. It's I'll tell like you we, what. We have the equivalent of the, the uh, Smith's Marketplace. They have stormtrooper helmets. They had Thylon helmets. You remember the Thylons? I remember the... I remember the, the Thylons. Thylons, they weren't as well known as the Stormtrooper. I wanted the kids to like the Stormtroopers. Yeah, and I, I mean, was a I son guess, of a plumber. Look, man, I'm not going to get up against Star Wars and act like Battlestar was more popular. The Thylons needed the light flashing my, back and forth chi- to get the effect. Like Thalkmaster doesn't have a light flashing back and forth, baby. Oh, boy, did he ever know. So I got one of them Stormtrooper helmets, and I painted it. I put some glitter on it. I made it pretty. I got some glitter on my chest. I got some glitter on my thighs. I got some glitter on that big birthmark on my belly. It was looking pretty, baby. I put some bows on it. There was bows on the inside. You couldn't even see that. Well, you could if you look real close because that dumb dumb knocked the helmet off the top of his head and the helmet fell on the ground. And that's what the Shockmaster was born. Well, you've sold me on it. I kind of, I want to see a... The Shockmaster was fail-proof. Shockmaster. Except for my dumb, dumb brother-in-law. Gosh, damn it. What a doofus. Indeed he really. Well... Oh, baby. Dusty. Let's get some candy canes. Let's get some snowballs. Let's get some... Eggnog, let's party, baby. What do you want for Christmas this year, Dusty? You know what I want for Christmas? I want Cody Rose to go back to the WWE and win the WWE Championship. And I want want Goldust to have one more run with the Intercontinental title, baby. That's what Dusty Rose wants for Christmas. You know what? And peace on Earth. You want Dusty Rhodes with that? Peace on Earth. It's not going to be the Phantom Zone. I cast you. That's the American dream. I cast you to the Holiday Zone. Yeah, I'm a hard-working man, baby. I'm the son of a plumber. Hey, I'm back. Hey. <laughs> You're smiling. It must have gone well. <laughs> he was a delight. Oh, good. Of course Dusty Rose is a delight. He really delight. made me feel like, Hey, look. Considering the last... He was the American dream. Considering something a few... The last few episodes he had, he didn't try to, he didn't try to get horny with me. And I was very Oh, well, that's that. good. Well, I mean, going back and listening to it, I might find something. <laughs> Well, maybe you. Did I he talk I about felt, what he does with glitter? Because I felt unmolested. Look, yeah, you okay. know. Okay, okay, 
I think he was just being festive. Festive, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. Good. So, boy, it has been a wrestle-tastic episode. Jeff. It has. It's been a lot of fun talking about wacky wrestling. Is there anything coming up in the holiday season that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Just check you out on your mail route? Yeah, just uh, uh, if I deliver mail to you, uh, leave me a tip. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, if you would like to leave us any sort of tips, and by that I mean advice, you can contact, contact us at latertothetater at gmail.com. You can find me, Jake underscore doll, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I don't think it's going to be the best <laughs> of ideas, but you can find me there. We have a Facebook group if that's your jam. That's right. If none of those things work for you, I'll settle for a like, subscribe, or a review. And tell your friends. Please do. Tell all of your friends. Tell them to download it and listen and just have some fun with it. Uh, you can find me at Travis Tate Funny. That's Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. I have a comedian page, Travis Tate Comedian. Or you can just friend me. That's That works too. Uh, let us know who you are. You can send the email. You can message me on any of those things I, I mentioned. Send I'm nudes. At, <laughs> yeah, don't send nudes. Whatever you do. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me doing stand-up comedy most weekends. Who knows, during December, it might get a little more crazy for me. So it might be a little bit more limited during December. But back in January, for sure, I'll be back doing vengeance. stand-up nearly every weekend uh, at Wise Guys in Utah. If you want me to come to your club, the only way that happens is if you contact your club and say you want to see me come there. And I'd be more than happy to come there. I'm going to be going to Southern California sometime early, uh, probably late late winter early spring somewhere in there make a trip to la Hopefully so if you're down there stories about that i know we've got tons of listeners down there so hit me up all righty Randy. well i would like to thank well we would like to thank blue wave theory for the usage of our opening and closing music yeah hymns i like to call them it's fun it's a lot of surf music sounds good in the winter i'll tell you that <sighs> well four wrestlers everywhere i'm jake doll and I'm Travis Tate. And guess what, everybody? Better Tate than never, baby.